coming up. She was nice, like I said. So it was uncomfortable for me because while I don't consider myself a judgmental person, I'm like, really, really, Tasha? Are you having trouble hanging out with a prostitute? Hello, sexy people. Welcome to the Karen Feeding of Tasha Caulfield, a weekly podcast, or sometimes bi-weekly, because I don't need that type of pressure in my life podcast, where I, Tasha Caulfield, writer, comedian, and recovering pretty mess, get way too personal when discussing all the ways we can work at being less of a hot mess. So if you are interested in growing with someone who also prioritizes living her best life, join me in this open dialogue approach to exploring all the hard, beautiful, thought-provoking, funny, and everything in between moments in life, because here we keep it TC. All right, let's dive into this week's episode, shall we? All right, episode seven, is honesty the best policy? All right, so let me tell you a story about a hooker in Kentucky. Let's start there. How about that? So as some of you guys know, I went to the Kentucky Derby a couple weeks ago. And yes, so those who are watching on YouTube or whatever, the Christmas tree behind me, I just love Christmas. So don't think I'm just, I've recorded all these things uh, in December. Uh, (laughs) I just am obsessed with it. But anyway, so I went to Louisville, Kentucky for the Kentucky Derby. Fantastic time. So I travel solo a lot. That's my thing. And as any woman who just goes anywhere by herself or is left alone waiting for her friends uh, for a while. Every once in a while, a guy may not know what you're uh, what you're about, you know, especially if you're all dressed dressed up nice or whatever. You got your cleavage showing or something like that. So, you know, I'm 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 not surprised that you know that this happened because. You know, when you're a woman traveling alone, that happens. But this girl came in. I'm talking to these guys, having dinner, talking to these guys. And this girl came in, looked like a nice girl, a nice college girl. And so I, she sat down, and I thought, like, she was just a nice college girl. So she sat, you know, the guys are talking to me. They're talking to her. She's talking to, she joins in kind of on the conversation. And, um, you know, we start talking, me and the girls start talking a little more. And she's kind of like, you know, so, like, She's like, well, so what's going on with them? And I'm like, what, these guys? You know, like, yeah, they're just, you know, cool guys, da da da, da whatever. And, you know, it, I don't remember exactly the wordage that got us to this situation, but I found out that she was working. Actually, the guys found out, I think, before I did, because they used the term working girl. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, you, you know, hey, you guys are a little older, you know, in your 50s or maybe even 60s. Um, that term in the eighties or back then, I know that that just meant a girl who went to work or whatever, opposed to a housewife or something like that. But, you know, nowadays it's a little bit more, you know, so I like school at the meanwhile, I think the other three, cause it was two guys and the girl, I think they were in on what was going on. I was the only one who had no idea that, um, this, this was this like the situation, this dynamic was taking place and I had gotten kind of caught up in it because I don't, the guys might've thought we were together or whatever, me and the girl. But, you know, she, she starts, you know, she's like, so what's going on with these guys? Da, da, da. And I'm just like, oh, these guys. And she, and it, it got to the point where she realized that I wasn't interested in like, I wasn't like working. And she's like, so why are you talking to them? 
which <laughs> I've never had to explain um, why I'm just like ha hanging out, having a conversation uh, with with people. Uh, so I was just like, well, you know, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, they're cool. You know, they're nice, whatever. They're buying drinks, of course, and all that kind of stuff. So um, she she just didn't get. It. And then I got that she was, and I was like, oh, I thought she were just like a right, like a, some college girl or something. You looked, you know, she looked kind of wholesome. She didn't, you know, she wasn't glammed up. She had jeans on, and you know, her hair was just like regular, um, you know, natural hair. She didn't have a weave or anything. You know, it wasn't like this obvious she wasn't showing a lot of skin or anything so it's funny because she you know she thought that I was because you know I dress scandalous um and spicy <laughs> and I thought that she was awesome so we we got that but she seemed nice she seems cool I'm you know I'm out by myself and so I'm just like all right well you know she's nice she's cool whatever so we're hanging out um you know and eventually uh we decide to go check out part of the other um uh, part of the other hotel they're having this big concert um in one part and stuff like that so we go over to that part and you know some other guys are talking to us and at some point she like pulls me aside and she's like so you know do I want to go to the hotel room with them and I'm just like well, what like no <laughs> and and so I'm just like okay you know maybe I don't really care to hang out because I I think she's giving them the impression that, um, you know, like that I'm in on this stuff. Cause I told her, I'm like, Oh, you know, if I'm, you know, slowing you down, whatever, uh, that's fine. And she, you know, like I can leave. And she's just like, no, you know, you know, you're good for business and that I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, I try not to judge as those of you who know about, uh, the care and feeding of sex symbols, the book I wrote in the Dear Megan advice column and things like that. Um, yeah, like, so I'm not really about all that. I have no problem hanging out with ladies of the night or strippers or sugar babies or, you know, anything. Like, as long as you're a kind, loving person, I can give a crap about how you make your money as long as it's, um, in a, you know, consensual way, both parties and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, and not really causing, like, you know, really like, like major harm. Like, I don't know if I can hang out with a heroin dealer. Cause you know, that's okay. But I digress. <laughs> so I'm like, eh. so, you know, I try to kind of get away from her for a while, but she kind of, you know, finds me again and, and, you know, you know, trying to hang out with different people, but you know, she's on it. So I've just, I just give into it by this point. I've had a few drinks. I'm just like, ah, whatever. Uh, so, you know, we, we decide to just like hang out, I guess. And, um, and go to another place and, but we had to walk everywhere. And I'm, it took me days to know, know why we had to walk everywhere. I'm like, can't we just Uber? <laughs> I'll pay for it. <laughs> like, can we, and she's like, no, let's just walk. And, and then like two days later, so I'm just like, oh, that's why we had to walk. Because like, you know, that's like the beat or so. I don't know. Like, that's like a part of the whole like thing, right? Like she was classic. <laughs> she, she walked. She walked the streets. So, um. So we're doing that. We stopped in at Howl at the Moon, um, which is a dueling pianos place. And she was completely bored there because it was just people having fun, which I wanted to do. But, you know, she's like, no, you know, it wasn't, I guess, a good place for her to pick up people or something like that. So, you know, basically it wasn't my kind of night. And I can be, here's the thing. I could, you know, I could be a little too go with the flow sometimes when it's not that big of a deal to me. 
when it's not like, no, I really want to, you know, stay here and watch. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like we can, we can, we can go if that's what you want to do. But you know, it's, it's one night of my time, whatever. Uh, so I, I deal with it. Finally, it's like, okay, I can go home. <laughs> so I call an Uber for myself and I, and I leave. Uh, but we exchanged numbers before because again, I'm nice. And, you know, that's what people do, right? When you're out, you're having fun all night or whatever, you exchange numbers. So the next day, fortunately, I had a big uh, derby party to go to. It was Friday night, the night before the races. So those are when they do the big parties. And so I had that. And, you know, you can't get tickets to it or anything like that. So it's not like she could join me. But she was just like, you know, she was kind of on me a little. She's like, hey, so are you, are you, do you want to go, you know, get drinks? Are you going to get drinks beforehand? Are you going to have dinner before the party? And I'm just like, no, you know, I'm pretty tired. And I'm just going to go uh, to the party. And so she was like, okay, well, have fun and all that. I was like, okay, good. But then Derby Day, Saturday, then the next day, she was, from morning, she was like, you know, hey, how you doing? How's it going? Are, you know, are you going out tonight? Or da, 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 da. And I'm just like, uh, I really don't really care to keep hanging out with this person. Um, you know, she was nice, like I said. So, I had, so it was uncomfortable for me because while I don't consider myself a judgmental person, I'm like, really, really, Tasha, are you having trouble hanging out with the prostitute? <laughs> like, um, you know, and, <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, well, you know, and it wasn't like she was just like a regular, uh, regular prostitute, whatever that is. It wasn't like she was low key about it. I think you know, so I had to like figure out, okay, what's the issue here for me? Cause you know, she's on me. She wants to hang out. There's only a couple hot spots here. So I know I'm probably going to run into her. Um, so I really got to figure out, I'm like, maybe I just won't go out tonight. I'm tired. I've been here all week. Like I've, you know, I've had more bourbon than I care to like, you know, whatever. Cause it's a bourbon town. I'm, I'm ready to like, I, maybe I'll just stand, but I'm like, you know, it's freaking derby. You got to go out. Like, that's like, this is the the night um and you can't let this girl you know make you stay in so I um I'm sitting there I'm trying to figure out you know like what is it I'm like well maybe if she was more um you know she didn't bring me into it kind of a thing maybe that that's the issue more it's just like I don't mind what you're doing I don't mind what anybody does I just don't like when they kind of you know push their lifestyle onto me I even you know have issues with friends or you know when I've dated a guy who was like who had a certain diet and ate a certain way. And it's just like, okay, that's fine. Do you? But when people like kind of put it on me, then I start to, you know, back off. Um, and I'm just like, no, like I like my autonomy. I like being me. And I think, you know, the whole, you know, how aggressive she was with her, <laughs> with, with her occupation. I, well, I don't say aggressive. She was, you know, she was probably doing it right. Like, um, but just how, you know, like, I don't know if she was trying to squeeze a lot of guys in, but she was letting these guys know what she was about and then also kind of bringing me in. And I'm like, I don't know what she's telling them when, you know, they're talking and I'm talking to, you know, another guy or something like, you know, it's because I'm being asked to go to room. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to just have, you know, all the guys I'm talking to thinking that that's what I'm doing. I don't know. So that, that was a big part of it. You know, I tried to rationalize it too. Like, well, you know, Tasha, it's not legal what she's doing. So it's not even safe for you to hang out uh, with her because I, I do know there are some restaurants and some, you know, places that are high in and they put a kibosh on that. Like, 
you know, they'll they'll come, they'll have people arrested if they think you're doing that there. So I'm like, do I want to get caught up in that? But it wasn't a totally legitimate, you know, reason for why I well, it was a legitimate reason, but it wasn't at the forefront because, you know, I, I do know people who, you know, smoke marijuana without medical issues and that's not legal recreationally in every state or you know some do coke or whatever like so I'm like are you really policing all your friends now or the people you hang out with and what they're doing like not really so come on let's let's keep it real with ourselves so um I you know at the end of the day I just was like you just don't want to hang out you just don't want to be a part like you don't like that's just not a dynamic you want to be a part of your night like I just don't care to just discuss uh, her job, you know, most of the night, because that's what ended up, hap- ended up happening. You know, a lot of the things, the decisions we made, who, how we talked to people, it was, you know, it, it revolved around that. And as a writer, of course, I love, you know, being exposed to other people's world. So I tolerated it for a while, but I, you know, but I'm like, eh, this, this is what I, I don't want to make my whole trip about this. Like every time I go out, like I have a good time or, you know, the main nights. So I just had to be honest with her. Oh, I just had to keep it real. But I didn't want to hurt her feelings. Um, you know, and I, I didn't, like, I'm like, so how do I, you know, I, like, I don't want to make her feel bad about what she does because there's nothing wrong with what she does. I just, you know, even if, like, if I was hanging out with somebody who just loved gambling so much to the point where they were talking about the whole time, and, you know, you're at the Derby and they made the whole night about gambling, I'd be, I'd be bored with that too. I'd be over it and I'd be like, I don't, like, I want a f- fresh, you know, fresh night. So I, I just was honest with her because I'm like, again, I knew we were going to probably hang out, like run into each other. Only so many hot spots. And I said, um, but you can still be kind. It's kind of honesty, you know, you, you know, doesn't doesn't mean, you know, kindness goes out the window. So I say to her, um, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Cause she, you know, cause now it's like evening and she's like, so just checking in on you, making sure. And I'm just like, oh man, I'm like about to get an Uber. <laughs> so I got to tell her. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I rallied, but I, you know, I just want to wander solo tonight or whatever. Da, da. And she was like, okay, f- fine. Have a great night. That was it. I like tortured myself for hours all day, you know, messaged the girl for what do I do? You know, <laughs> all this kind of stuff. And, you know, and, and, and that was it. She responded. She responded well. Now, I will say about honesty and just anything in general, you can't control the other person's reaction, just what you say. So you have to kind of, um, you know, understand that going in, like, this may not go well. She may, um, you know, she, she, may, she may take it personal, get offended, whatever, and lash out on me. Um, fortunately, in my situation... It did go well. I saw her as I expected, you know, within the hour at the bar, whatever. We smiled, waved, kept it moving. Um, And I got to see her. You know, she was talking to this guy that I saw uh, there before because I got there first. And he talked to her all night. And I was like, ooh. (laughs) But anyway, so um, and and it was a good it was a good uh, reminder to me how like the importance of honesty and that a lot of people actually do prefer it. Like I could have come come up with some, you know, BS thing like, oh, you know, I'm going to meet up with some other people, um, which, you know, which is tempting, especially if you're if I were in a large city, 
um, that had a lot of options and I was like pretty sure I wasn't going to see her again. That's, you know, a route some people say, take. Some people just ghost. I could have just not responded to any of her messages um, and had that awkward moment if we ran into each other. Like these are a lot of popular options um, or alternatives to honesty that people are choosing these days. But honestly, people do like honesty. Like people respond to that. Um, so like they usually respond well every once in a while they don't, but from what I learned, they do. I, this week I also had another situation or right when I got back at another situation, cause I'm just like cleaning up my life, you know, still zero tolerance policy for stuff that's not right. And I had to quote unquote break up with a guy in the military that I know who's, uh, finishing his career after 20 years, uh, you know, this month. And, and, you know, and he had all these plans. Um, mind you, he was not a, a consistent communicator. It's not like, you know, he talked every day that he wasn't very attentive at all. He just had these really intense emotions. He would throw my way every once in a while. I met him, um, when I was out once, um, years ago and we had a, very romantic weekend. I thought I was never going to see this guy again because he was stationed in Germany. So of course I, you know, did my part of the war effort and, (laughs) and, you know, and, and then I guess that was a big deal for him. So we kept in touch and he over the years to him, I guess, like, you know, kind of fell in love or whatever. But for me, if I'm not seeing you talking to you consistently, any of that kind of stuff, the, the flame dies down. I'm just like, whatever. But something in me told me, always talk to this guy. Like, just just don't. Because usually, you know, I'm like, okay, there's no real reason for us to talk anymore. That I, but something said, just keep talking to him. There was just something about him. Like, there was something about him. He, he was unique to me. And so I just, you know, whenever he would reach out, no matter how disappointed I was that he would, you know, have like the most loving things. Oh, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. You're the most, you're the most wonderful woman I've ever known. All these kind of things that I like, he would, you know, he would fluff me up. (laughs) He was really like, he was incredibly romantic and I love romance in my life. So he was always there for that. And he was, you know, easy on the eyes and, and we had a great time. So I was just like, all right, I'll keep talking to this guy. But over the years, my feelings, you know, it just wasn't working for me. Um, but he was having these, you know, things that he would pop back in every few months and say, oh, I'm waiting, you know, to get out. How are you doing? And then as it, his time got closer to him getting out um, a couple months ago, he's like, you know, making plans and saying, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy a house and then I want you to move into it and all these kind of things. And I'm just like, eh. <laughs> Like, I don't know you. I don't trust you. You never really, you know, any of the things I said I would want to feel connected with you, you did not do, whether it was consistently communicators and flowers or anything. Like, this is the bare minimum. You didn't do it there. So I, yeah, like, I, I'm just not, I'm not into you like that, dude. Like, like, why? Why? But, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm being nice or whatever, because I also do respect the fact that he's, serving our country he's made all these sacrifices I know I I don't like war none of us do um however I benefit from it um by living in a free country so I I wanted to be respectful of somebody that I admired greatly and he did tell me that 
a couple months ago, after years of talking, he did tell me that he did suffer from like PTSD and he's seen a lot of action. Like this dude has seen a lot of action. I can't even tell you the stuff he's seen. Um, like it's, it's, it's intense. So I kind of knew some of that was going, and you could see in his eyes, um, that he was not completely okay. So, um, he, he said that he, he had been dealing with that and that was a big part of, you know, why he was inconsistent and, um, and that he would, uh, and that I was the person who made him feel connected to the world. And like, he just basically expressed like what I did for him. And I was like, wow. So that was why something in the back of my head said, just keep talking to this guy. However, I didn't, I don't really want a relationship with him because he doesn't do it for me. And I don't feel safe uh, with him for a lot of reasons. And so I'm like, okay, now that he's getting out, this is getting into the leading on realm. So I'm like, okay, uh, I got to be honest with this person, but how do I be honest? You know, so I basically let him know, you know, um, like, you know, I've, enjoyed our time getting to know each other all that kind of stuff da 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 but um I don't really have an interest in pursuing this when you get out because you know the reasons why I told you you know I there hasn't been much for me like this there hasn't been much you know the things that I kind of needed you weren't able to do and these were for me very basic things like it gets worse Like I got a lot more maintenance than that in the free world stuff. Like if, and I've dated other guys or talked to other guys in the military who did let you let me know you can still communicate with people. You can still, you know, like, like it. So he was just his. That was that's just him. And uh, and he did it. You know, he uh, he sent a, like this really weird message. Like, oh my god, um, that had nothing to do with what I said. It said like, oh my god, I love. Tupac and Biggie, that's a long text or whatever. And mind you, he sent long texts too. And I've sent long texts before. So that was, and I, I kind of feel it was a friend who sent it. Um, and it was just guys being weird. And I was like, thank God I was honest. Like it reinforced like, okay, you don't need to worry about whatever, you know, whatever's going on with him. Like y'all, y'all not compatible. I mean, y'all, y'all are not, y'all not compatible. And so the next day, of course, he sends an apology text saying, you know, that, oh, he's sorry, he was out celebrating with friends drinking, and he didn't, you know, mean it. But it was a very, like, half-butt text, too. It wasn't like, you know, oh, like, what can I do? It was just like, you know, that's what it is. But I think he knows, too, like, "Eh, okay, like, he got it. But honesty, again, was the best thing. You know, be honest, break up, move on. You can block then. You can go no contact then, whatever. But it does, it, I was... I really, it really helped to be honest beforehand. So you're not just leaving people out there. But is honesty always the best policy? Um, You know, there are some situations where I've seen it being used in an unethical manner. Um, You know, dealing with something like this, like where someone else has feelings that you don't have, but you still have things you want to get out of it. Um, like friends with benefits or things like that. I have seen people go, well, I told them, you know, my situation. Um, you know, it could, like one per- the one person who usually doesn't want to go deeper, they say, well, I, you know, I'm not ready for a relationship. That's the disclaimer. And then they 
proceed despite the other person's feelings if they, you know, actually have other feelings or know it. And then, and, you know, and allow that person to go deeper and deeper and deeper. Now, is that unethical or not is debatable. Um, you know, people have their own individual autonomy, their own lessons they have to learn, whatever, but it gets dicey. I've also heard of it, I, you know, in, uh, like certain things like fandom, financial domination, which I've learned about recently and I'm fascinated by, um, there are some dominatrix people who, and this is, this is a area of that world where people basically take their, like the submissive person's money, uh, cause that person just loves giving them money and it's just like, oh yeah, ruin me. <laughs> oh yeah. Make me write bad checks. Like they, like they love just like giving you their, like, that's like a turnoff for them. And the person's like, yeah, you know buy me this pig <laughs> give me this pig what are you why are you even talking to me like just give me your money and it's like this whole thing that sounds amazing especially if you're a woman because that's usually the dynamic of it um you know the woman being the dominant and the man being submissive like sounds amazing of course but you know if you like everything else if it sounds too good to be true it probably is because there's a lot of uh dynamics of it that don't work well for most people and so there are some, um, you know, dom dominatrix people I've, I saw in that who did struggle with, like, if you know someone is starting to their addiction, some of them, they do have addictions with it, um, is getting out of hand, the spending, and they're putting their house up and they're, you know, taking out loans and they're doing all these things. Do you hide behind, well, hide is a very, you know, that's a, that's a, strong word it's got a lot of connotation to it but you know but just for lack of a better term uh, do you hide behind the disclaimer the honest disclaimer like this is what I'm doing you know what you signed up for whatever um so there are situations where it's like you know yeah it's good to be honest but um is what you're doing with your honesty, is, is that important too? Um, there's also the excuse that it takes two to lie. You know, there's some science behind the idea that people know when you're lying. And so, you know, like you might think you didn't know, <laughs> but in order for the lie to be complete, you have to believe it. So it's like a person could tell it, but maybe they're just trying to lie to you. But for, for it to be complete, you have to believe it. And there are some studies that suggest that people know when they're being lied to, but for whatever reason, just ignore. So some, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, debate around line or discussion around line. What's your business versus what's someone else's business? Do they need to know your business? Is withholding necessarily lying or whatever? You know, there's a lot of stuff like that. And while I was very proud of myself for being honest in this situation uh, with with the uh, girl in Kentucky or uh, the military guy, I also had to recognize that it was convenient. It was more to my benefit, let's say, for me to be honest. Um, in those situations, um, I had a high chance of seeing her again, which would have made it more awkward if I were dishonest. Um, would I have been completely just like, hey, you know, don't really want to hang out? <laughs> uh, like, would I have just, you know, said that if I knew that, hey, I'm probably never going to see her again. I can just make up anything. Um, I could say I'm sick. <laughs> I can whatever, you know, like, I, I don't know. Um, same with the guy, like, 
do I, you know, do I want someone constantly messaging, messaging me over and over again? If I don't just being honest or just telling them like, I'm good, that might help or, you know, whatever. So a lot of, a lot of our decision to be honest or not to be honest, you know, there, I, I don't know. And the good news about this platform and this, um, podcast is that I set it up so that I don't have to act like we all have the answers because um, we're all in this together trying to figure this thing called life out. But what I will say is that most of the time, honesty is the best policy and people actually do find um, comfort and love and respect in it when you give it to them. Um, the other stuff, it oftentimes you know, can, can inspire somebody to feel, um, unimportant or disregarded or like their feelings don't matter or things like that. So with all that said, in whatever situation you're dealing with, um, with another person or whatever type of situation, what would happen if you were hundred percent honest? Like, just think about that. And, um, and think about your intentions for being honest or for not being honest and you know just come up come up with a plan and and in my you know advice which you know um i would i would recommend trying to be as honest as possible you know like an authentic life is the best way to live and when you do that you attract more authenticity um, and stuff like that. When you go around not being completely honest, then you get other people not being completely honest with you because like attracts like. And then before you know it, you're you're surrounded <laughs> with a bunch of scammers and snakes and just people and sneaky people and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, being honest, I vote for it, but I also get that it's hard, you know, and it's, and it's a very complicated situation. That's it for this episode. Good luck, and I'll see you next time. All right, that wraps up this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, subscribe, rate, and review, and join me next week so that we can continue exploring the beautiful messiness of life together. And until that time, sexy people, remember to approach each day with gratitude. Show up, show out, and above all else, keep it TC.